What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the GOAT Podcast on the GOAT Network. I am your host, Michael Clark, and today we have a tall task ahead of us. We're going to be overviewing the NFC and AFC East. Let's begin with the Washington Commies. In week one, I have them winning against the Arizona Cardinal, uh, Arizona Cardinals, and I have them losing every game after that. Uh, this is a team that I think is also trying to tank to get Caleb Williams or Derek Drake May. They're a team that strike me as they've got a really good defense, and so I think a lot of these games could be close, but I think the quarterback play is going to be something to be desired, and so I just don't see another winnable game currently. Now remember, we're talking about teams, and we're saying that this is what I think would happen if the games were next week. If the games started next week, everybody healthy, everybody in a state, you know, where they're at right now, this is what I think will happen. Will these change between now and, you know, September? Probably so, yeah. I mean, I think after we do our week by week in September, you're going to see that my picks will change. They'll vary based on injuries, based on what I think, you know, Maybe Sam Howell is actually a great quarterback, and he proves me wrong. I don't see it. So, if you don't have the schedule in front of you, I'll read it. But I have them winning in Week 1 against the Cardinals, and then losing in Week 2 to the Broncos, Week 3 to the Bills, 4 to the Eagles, 5 to the Bears, 6 to the Falcons, 7 to the Giants, 8 to the Eagles, 9 to the Patriots, 10 to the Seahawks, They get swept by all their division opponents, so the Giants beat them again. The Cowboys beat them. The Dolphins beat them. They go on a bye, and they come back in Week 15 only to lose the remaining four games against the Rams, Jets, Niners, and Cowboys. Do I think they're actually going to end up being 1-16 when the season starts? Probably not. But I do think they're the worst team in their division, and I don't know that they got that much better. They've spent a lot of time in the draft focusing on the defense, and that could be a good thing. It could also be part of the reason why they end up losing so many games. They do need to have a quarterback, and if Sam Howell can't do it, you know, maybe they end up trading for somebody midseason. Maybe that's when Trey Lance or Brock Purdy becomes available, and they, they try to go all in if they're competitive. But if the game started next week, I don't see them winning more than the game against Arizona. That brings us to the next team. And it's really hard. Three teams last year made the playoffs. And you have the Giants, you have the Cowboys, and the Eagles who made it all the way to the Super Bowl. It's very rare that three teams from a division make the playoffs, let alone in multiple years in a row. And when you look at the NFC East, it's been a team and a division that has been marred with basically no team wins the division multiple years in a row. It's happened, but it's very rare. So I have the New York Giants as the third best team in this division. Um, It just was difficult to find a ton of games that I felt like they were going to win when it mattered the most. I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. Maybe I'm proven wrong. But them wasting some draft capital to go get Darren Waller when they already had Daniel Bellinger, if they're not going to do a two tight end set, I don't know what they're doing. So... In week one, I have them losing to the Dallas Cowboys. That, that's happened a lot. It just seems to make sense. Um, in week two, I have the New York Giants actually winning against the Cardinals. If you've been paying attention, 
you're already kind of aware at how bad the Cardinals' record's going to be. And so uh, keep that in mind. But I have them beating the Cardinals, losing in Week 3 to the Niners, beating the Seahawks and Dolphins in Week 4 and 5. They, they come away with victories in that. And I think that that's where every NFL team seemingly can win a couple of games that they're not really supposed to. You know, a team overlooks them. And in the case of the Seahawks game, they're flying all the way out to New York. I think they have a good shot on Monday night to get the best of the Seahawks. And then they're down in Miami. But I think it's a chance where, you know, you can get Saquon Barkley going. He's still going to be early on in the season. I think you could over overtake that game and win. And I think your defense is good enough to keep Tua and the weapons in Miami at bay. They lose to the Bills. And then they do come back and beat the Giants. <laughs> That'd be themselves. They beat the Commanders. They lose to the New York Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers coming off a bye week. I just don't see them winning that game, even though it's technically at home, quote-unquote. Um, but it's home for the Jets, too. So it's not really a home game. They lose to the Raiders, the Cowboys. They come back and beat the Commanders in Week 11. They do beat the Patriots in Week 12. And then they go on a bye week. I have the Packers beating them, them beating the Saints, and actually getting away with one of the games against the Eagles. I have them beating the Rams and losing to the Eagles at the end of the season. And so after all of that, the New York Giants end up being 9-8. and eight. Not a terrible record. You know, it's above 500. But against the winning teams, they went 4-6. and six. Losing teams, they were better, 5-2. and two, And they were 3-6 and six against playoff teams. And so that, if that is what happens, then the Giants are in big trouble. They have a very difficult schedule. You know, they play nine playoff teams if this, you know, schedule worked out the way that it would. And they play against ten winning teams if this schedule goes that way. That That's hard. You cannot win every game when your team is not as great as the Chiefs and the Eagles and even the Cowboys. Now, what's going to be number one and number two in the NFC East? We could say that the Cowboys are going to win the you know NFC East and they're going to finally get back on top and maybe this is their year because they them boys, but no, we're looking for men, not boys, when we play football. So the Cowboys are the second best team in their division. I have them going 11-6, and six, and the odd thing about it is I find that the Dallas Cowboys are one of the most consistently inconsistent teams in all of football. You can basically expect them to have a good regular season and then just completely falter in the playoffs. So, in Week 1, I do have them beating the Giants, losing in Week 2 to Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, winning against the Cardinals and the Patriots in Weeks 3 and 4, losing to the Niners in Week 5, beating the Chargers on Monday Night Football. They go on a bye week, they come back, they beat the L.A. Rams. I have them beating the Eagles, and then the Giants again, and the Panthers, the Commanders, and the Seahawks. But here's where it gets really tough if you're a Cowboys fan. Their last several games are brutal. They play against Philadelphia. I have them losing that game. They go on the road to Buffalo, a loss, to Miami, a loss. They're back at home against the Lions, and I have them losing that. They lose four straight games. In this scenario, and there's an argument to be made, they could lose that game against the Seahawks too. And so they go back home 
for the Lions and lose, and then they go on the road for the last game of the regular season against the Washington Commanders. And because in this scenario they do make the playoffs, I have them doing what they did last year. They're benching their starters. They're not playing anybody meaningful. But they end up winning that game. So they're entrenched as the sixth seed. And we'll talk more about that on, on Friday when we do the playoffs. But they go 11-6. and six. And you're thinking, wow, 11-6, and six, that's not that bad. But listen to what happened. Against winning teams, they were 6-6. Six and six. They were right at 500. All of their losses were against winning teams. They were 5-0 and against losing teams. In the division? In the division. They went 5-1. and But they still lost the division. Why? Because the Philadelphia Eagles had one game better than they did. 12-5. and Let's talk about it. The Eagles go into Foxborough in Week 1. And I have them winning that game. I have them winning... Home on Thursday night against the Vikings. I have them winning on the road on Monday night football against the Buccaneers, beating the Commanders, the Rams, in weeks four and five. And then they fall. Their first game is against the Jets. They lose that game. They then go back home and beat the Dolphins. They go on the road to beat the Commanders, and the Cowboys beat them. Then they go on a bye week. And they come back and they get a they get a Super Bowl rematch. And until last night, while I was recording the podcast for yesterday, which was, you know, that makes no sense to you, but I record these at night and then they air in the morning. I actually had the Eagles winning this game at first. And then I thought about it and I was like, man, Andy Reid is like unstoppable after a bye week. And it's in Kansas City. I I just don't see it. And so I have the Kansas City Chiefs actually ending up winning that game. I have the Eagles then beating the Bills, losing to the Niners. The Niners are out for blood. After that NFC Championship game when they basically had no healthy players, the Niners are out for blood. They want to prove something. I think they're going to have a statement game in that, that Week 13 matchup. If everybody was healthy, like we're talking about, that's what I see happening. I have the Eagles in beating the Cowboys, the Seahawks, losing to the Giants, beating the Cardinals, And then I have them on the road against the Giants, beating the Giants. And so they go 12 and 5. They're 4 and 2 in the division. But what's better is they're above 500 against winning teams. They go 6 and 5. And they're a perfect 6 and 0 against losing teams. They take care of business. And that's exactly what I think will happen. Now, what is interesting is they are 5 and 4 against the playoff teams of, of what we've set up. If that is what happens, that's going to be interesting. Now, let's talk about the AFC East. The AFC East, it is um, weird to say this, but I have as the worst team in the AFC East the New England Patriots. And that makes no sense when you think about the dominance that they experienced for the last, you know, almost 20 years. But it's a new regime. Yeah, Belichick's still there, and Kraft is still there, and most of the players are still there, but they're not really. There have been numerous reports, we've talked about them on the podcast together, that have stated that if Belichick misses the playoffs this year, he could get canned. He could get fired. 
Did you really think that was a possibility that night when Tom Brady against the Tennessee Titans threw a pick six as his last pass as a Patriot? And then he walks off into the sunset, quite literally, down in Tampa Bay, winning a Super Bowl, beating Mac Jones in New England, and Belichick has not recovered. They've not made the playoffs since. Do you really think that this is the year that they turn it around? Their division just got tougher. Aaron Rodgers got traded into it. The Dolphins and Bills got better. And they were already basically handling the Patriots. And there's been podcasts that I've listened to and people who have stated, are we seeing the league and the game pass Belichick by? And when I first heard that, I thought, there's no way that that could happen. Belichick has an answer for basically anything. But then if you think about it, that might be true. Why were there reports that Mac Jones was being shopped this offseason? Why are there reports that Bailey Zappi is in an open quarterback competition with Mac Jones? Why were the Patriots tagged and pegged as Bijan Robinson landing spots? Because no one knows what Bill Belichick is going to do, and because of that, you cannot accurately see the Patriots building a roster like the rest of the NFL. And when they had Tom Brady, you could get away with that. The argument that's been made, the statements that have been looked at, the idea of whether or not Belichick or Brady was really behind the success, I think you can kind of definitively say that yes, Belichick was a huge contributor, but Brady was a big factor. And I hate to say that because I don't like Tom Brady, but I don't like Bill Belichick either. And so when I looked at their schedule and saw their, you know, 11 playoff matchups that they have, I didn't see them being better than those guys. So in week one, week two, week three, and week four, I have them losing to the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Cowboys. They get a win at home against the Saints. Now, there is a a game that Brady's coming back into town, and like the tickets are $807. Um, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. You know, I get it. Brady was a huge thing. He's not playing. Y'all know that, right? He's just going to be on the field, and they're going to like honor him for a quick second. And there are people paying almost a thousand dollars just for a ticket. That is crazy. They're losing the first four games in this scenario. They beat the Saints. They beat the Raiders, and then the Bills beat them. The Dolphins sweep them. They beat the Commanders and the Colts, and they go on a bye week to lose to the Giants, the Chargers, and I have the Steelers beating them in December. Now, I don't know, in in some ways, that could change, but I just feel like in December football, if Belichick's team is already faltering like this, I think the Steelers will come out with something to play because they have a chance to like stomp on the Patriots' dreams. So I have the Steelers beating them in Thursday night football. Week 15, they have to play the Chiefs on Monday night football. How do you think that's going to go? I think the Chiefs will beat them. I do have them going on a win streak to end the season, but it's not enough. I have them beating the Broncos, beating the Bills, and beating the Jets. But I could make the argument that in some ways... You could make the statement that perhaps the division will be locked up at that point and the Bills and the Jets won't even be playing their starters. But even if they do, and even if the Patriots win, 
they were 4 and 10 going into that three game win streak. They go 7 and 10. And against winning teams, they're 3 and 10. They beat all the losing teams, so Bill still takes care of business there. But they're 2 and 9 against playoff teams. This is not a good football team. And now that I say that, they're going to win the Super Bowl. But I don't see it. I'll be happy to be wrong. And if you're a Patriots fan and you don't like this, I'm not sorry. You guys won six Super Bowls in like five years. It's time to fall back down to earth for a little bit. And that's the you know playing field that the rest of the NFL has been on. Welcome to our world. Third best team. Kind of hard to pick. I got the Miami Dolphins, though. I just don't trust that Tua's going to stay healthy. I don't, I don't, I mean, when your quarterback says, yeah, some definite consideration was given to retiring, and then the next statement out of his mouth was like, but how could I do that to my kid? What kind of message would that send to my kid? And every tweet that I read and every article, there were people making a, a comment or a statement in the article that was like, I don't know, by maybe being there for your kid, that you could look him in the eye because if you keep playing and you keep getting concussed, you may not get to be with your kid anymore. It's a real problem that Tua's concussions continue to happen. And the argument can be made that if Tua gets concussed even one time this year, the league will be calling for him to shut it down. And he might need to. And that's really unfortunate because he's really talented. If it weren't for those concussions... I could see them being one of the better teams in their division. Higher than three for sure. That being said, at three, I do have the Dolphins making the playoffs. They lose to the Chargers in week one. They beat the Patriots, the Broncos in weeks two and three. They lose to the Bills and the Giants and the Panthers and Eagles in weeks four, five, six, and seven. They beat the Patriots. I actually have them getting the better of Patrick Mahomes. And against the Kansas City Chiefs, I think that Tyreek Hill will have a monster game and get to prove his point. Now, it won't be an arrowhead. That's an overseas game. And so that's part of the reason why I think there's a chance that they could steal that one. If that was in arrowhead, probably not. We've not seen Mahomes play overseas yet. Don't know how his body will take to the different time change. Everything's different over there. You never know what's going to happen. They go on the bye week in week 10. They beat the Raiders, the Jets, the Commanders, the Titans in weeks 11 through 14. They do lose to the Jets in Week 15, but they beat the Cowboys and they beat the Ravens in Week 16 and 17. But I have the Bills beating them in Week 18, basically solidifying the division and knocking them down to 10 and 7, going 3 and 3 in their division. They're 4 and 6 against winning teams, 6 and 1 against losing teams, and 3 and 5 against the playoff teams. So who's number one? Is it the Jets? Is it the Bills? Well, someone's got to be number two. And I just don't know that adding Aaron Rodgers is going to be enough. Do I think it makes them a playoff team? Yeah. Is he infinitely better than Zach Wilson? Yes. But they do have a tough schedule. They play nine playoff teams. They play 12 winning teams. Those are some hard matchups. So I have them losing in week one to the Bills, beating the Jet or beating the Cowboys in week two, and the Patriots in Week 3. I have them losing to the Chiefs in Week 4, and I have them beating the Broncos and the Eagles in Week 5 and 6. I have them beating the Giants after a bye week in Week 7, 
and beating the Chargers. And you're thinking, wow, this is this is going really well. What what happens? I mean, the only loss we have are to the Chiefs. That makes sense. The Chiefs and the Bills, yeah. Well, I have the Raiders beating you guys in Week 10. I have you sweeping the Bills. Or no, splitting with the Bills. Sorry, splitting with the Bills. I have the Dolphins beating you. Here's where things kind of fall off the rails just a little bit for you. The Dolphins beat you. You've swept the Patriots for sure. If I understand, if, nope, you, you don't, you split all three of your divisional matchups. You split them down the middle. You don't sweep a single opponent. That's part of why you end up not making it to the number one. Dolphins beat you. You do beat the Falcons and the Texans and the Dolphins again in a rematch game. You beat the Commanders, but you drop the final two games against the Browns and the Patriots, going 11 and 6, 3 and 3 in the division. Eight and four against winning teams, three and two against the losing teams, and six and three against playoff teams. So you know your your playoff record's not bad, but you just miss out on the number one, which is the Buffalo Bills. Dalton Kincaid is going to be a problem. It may take a couple of weeks, but I believe Dalton Kincaid is going to be a problem. In week one, I have them beating the Jets, beating the Raiders, beating the Commanders and beating the Dolphins, weeks one through four. I have the Jaguars beating them in week five, but they go on another win streak. They beat the Giants in week six, the Patriots in week seven, the Bucks in week eight, the Bengals in week nine, and the Broncos in week ten. They lose to the Jets and the Eagles and the Chiefs in weeks 11, 12, and, 13, and 14. Brutal schedule. Brutal. Then they go home to play the Cowboys, and they do beat the Cowboys. They lose to the Chargers, they lose to the Patriots, and they beat the Dolphins to win the division at 11-6. and They're 7-6 and against winning teams, 4-0 against losing teams, and 4-5 and against playoff teams. This is going to be the year where either Josh Allen has his Joe Flacco moment and proves all the doubters wrong that he's not just an okay quarterback. And that sounds weird, I, I get it, but think about it. Stefan Diggs was added, and since then, you got beat by the Chiefs where you got a playoff rule added, a new team, like a whole league rule was changed because of you, and you had a home playoff game in the snow, in your elements, against the Bengals, and they spanked you up and down the field. I mean, they just ran the ball down your throat as if it was their own home stadium. You guys were losing so badly. I, I love the Bills. I love Josh Allen, but the AFC is stacked. If you put the Bills in the NFC, I think they'd run away with the NFC South. I think they'd run away with the NFC East. But they're in the AFC, and they play against Mahomes and Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers now into it. You know, it, it's not a good fit for basically any AFC team. But I do have them making the playoffs, and we'll talk about what happens on Friday. But tomorrow, we're going to continue with our conversation about what I think the NFL schedule will look like, what the records are going to be. We've talked about the AFC and NFC South and East, and tomorrow, we'll go to the North. Until then, take care. Take care.